Hi, Mom. Hi, sweetheart. So here we are, finally getting back to our book. And I am so happy because I need this. I love this time with you. I this know. is so important to me. I so I opened the book randomly, and you're going to read where we are because I can't <laughs> see your reading. But no, whatever, you, we're good. We're all background, good. Here's what she did. She opened the book, read the bold upline, and was like, and then there's a paragraph about this. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> like, well, I think I'd like to read I it think more. Maybe we should read that paragraph and yeah. see what it says. So go no, ahead. I like this though. Okay. Alright. So So go ahead and read the paragraph. Okay. And it's in the chapter called The Heart is Your Higher Intelligence, which I think is an awesome concept. But here we go. The fourth dimension of intelligence within the heart is respect. This is a word that has lost a great deal of meaning in our world today. Although in the Orient, respect is still a very important dimension of honor. I had always considered respect to be an aspect of protocol. Therefore, I was very curious when he referred to it as a dimension of intelligence. He said, it began with respect for God, respect for yourself, respect for your brothers, and for all life forms. Respect is a point of honor, although it is a great deal more than that. Though we are one in spirit, each being is unique in love, purpose, and life. Unique qualities belong to each person and endow him with abilities, freedoms, and responsibilities that may not be present for another. Each person and every aspect of life is irreplaceable. What you do not bring to the earth, no one else will. Respect begins with knowing that you and your creator have a covenant and that in that covenant are all the answers and resources you need to make your life work. Then you extend the right to others. This ultimately leads to respect for divine order, which is the highest intelligence. Knowing this will give you strength to release your worries. Most of what you worry about never happens. A certain part of your trials must be accepted. The remaining part that you might wish to change will require focus and resolve, which you will not possess if you spend all your time worrying. Composure comes from respect for divine order. Don't complain, for that is disrespect. Don't wallow in self-pity, for that is disrespect of self. Why should a child of God feel so sorry for himself? That is the essence of denial. And in so denying, do you see how disempowerment occurs in your life? Through respect for divine order, patience is cultivated. This brings knowledge of proper timing. In that is great intelligence. Often other issues and other needs have to be worked out before your plans can unfold, before your place can be set at the table. By respecting all things, and most especially divine order, you will attain peace and patience. Through this, you will be directed to the most efficient use of your life so that you can experience self-respect to the fullest. The greatest act of self-respect is to honor the sacred heart as the seat of your covenant with God and your access to higher intelligence. Wow. I love that. That is just so appropriate for this time. (laughs) I know. Isn't it? I mean... That, that one line that says each of us has a unique purpose in life and we are completely equipped for that purpose by God. And if we don't do it, no one else will. That, that's if you don't so, bring it to the earth, then and, nobody you know, else will. I mean, that just makes me so feel so much responsibility for 
self-expression mm-hmm. and not hiding or not, you know, not being afraid to just put in the world whatever it is I am. Yeah. You know? And without hesitation. But the other mm-hmm. thing that strikes me is, you know, we're in this time of so much upheaval with the racial, um, you know, upheaval everywhere and that really what we're talking about here isn't racial equality. I think what we're talking about is respect. Mm. Because if we truly respect everyone with unique gifts, as a unique person, as an individual, there there's no concept of race. That's like saying, you know, what color is your hair? What color is your background? What color is your... You know, whatever we're we're just starting with the assumption you're all different. We're all different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just we're just that's the starting point. But if you have true respect for each other, then you know what is that that what that looks like is is love. That looks like mm-hmm. that looks like the basis of love. That looks like the basis of equality right there is respect. Right. So if you're, you know, it's like it's like trying to build something from the outside in. You got to build it from the inside out. You got to start with, you know, recognizing the need for mutual respect before you can truly build a system of equality for everybody. Because if we don't respect each other fully, then the outcome is inequality. You know, like I'm more valuable than you or you're that person over there is more valuable than that person because I'm not respecting them 100%. Well, and it was interesting, I think, where it says <clears throat> that like, with, with what you're talking about, it makes, it makes me think about the respect of allowing people their experiences, their truth their life right yeah and that that there's an element of allowing somebody to hold whatever it is that they hold to be true right to be their truth and allowing allowing that and knowing i like i love to your point what they said that the covenant means that you are equipped with everything you need to do your life purpose so when we look at the equality conversation, I think there's an element of this resources too, which I get. Like we, I don't, God, we've been at times where we don't have what we feel like we need yeah. to survive and we need, it, there's nothing scarier, right? Yeah. So it's nice for that basis to be laid from a spiritual foundation. But then he said, you know, knowing this will give you strength to release your worries. Most of what you worry about never happens. A certain part of your trials must be accepted. So it, that what that says to me, though, yeah. is accept the people who are burning down things. Because I'm not going to judge whether that's their... I don't know what their mission is. I don't know what their self-expression is. I don't know what their... But if I'm going to just respect everything that is, then I'm going to also respect that and give them, even though I might want to be tempted to judge it as wrong, I don't know the whole 
picture. Maybe that's part of another well, picture. I think, you know, bringing like an example like that in. I think you have to kind of to your point around like, you have to go. I would follow his sequence in this okay. and start. Really, it's going from the inner to the outer. So your first, you know, it begins. This is how he started. It begins with respect for God. Mm-hmm. So, and that brings it back to the ending where it talks about through respect, you're going to find divine order. And then patience is cultivated. Right. So there's this beginning trust, respect that God is who he is <laughs> and can do everything. And then it's respect for yourself. So I, I read that as before you start focusing on everybody else, how are you? Mm-hmm. How's your relationship with the divine? How's your relationship with yourself? Because if, it's, if that's not okay, then your relationship to other people won't be okay. And then, and then he extends it to all life forms, right? So if somebody's out there disrespecting a, a store... Mm-hmm. burning it down or doing graffiti and they actually don't even know the person right like it's not that's not a it's a crime of passion mm-hmm. but it's not a personal attack on that one shop right. it's an outrage it's a whatever I don't know what you want to call yeah. it but here's the thing it probably stems from it's deep not my shop I'm just a witness I'm on the other side of the country. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. I couldn't and so imagine. From my point of view, right. this just inspires me to have patience with it versus if you were in the hot seat and it I'm was actually in the your store so I guess burning every, down. You know, right. It depends on, I think she's right. waking up. I know. Um, yeah, so let's just pause that while you go get her and yeah. think about it a little bit. Hold. Okay. Thanks for stopping mid-thought. Here we go. We now have another person and added to our have, circle. We have our precious our Lily, who has her own special gift to give the world. Mm-hmm. And she just is so sweet. Well, all right. Let's bring it back home. Let's bring it back to... Well, you know, sometimes I think about how would I teach Lily about respect? Yeah. By being respectful of her, I mm-hmm. guess. You know? And also demonstrating respect for everything in your environment everybody and and the divine and the divine but you know also I think we have come talk about respect for Mm -hmm. God we've come to a very casual relationship with God I think in our society Mm -hmm. Um, and that respect doesn't seem as important to people right now um, although it's hard to judge what's in someone's heart, I, I guess it's, I guess I shouldn't say that, but I do know that if I start my day with God, I've, I've put my day in a better order and I know I'm going to have a better day. And, and I think it's, I respect God in that way. I respect that God is a greater power for my day than me and what I'm going to force into it. But if I become Mm -hmm. respectful of God in the beginning and then wait and listen 
to the to what just what the what happens in my day, what happens in my universe, where I'm led. Invariably, it's a it's a good easy day. It's, I'm, I'm led along the way. But if I wake up and I'm like, okay, I've got to immediately do this, got to do this, got to do this, mm-hmm. and I don't have time to sit down and connect to God, you know, it's a whole different kind of day. It's a whole different... Um, well, it's interesting that they would tie this into worry. Because until you were talking, I didn't really understand why all of a sudden they were saying worry is disrespectful. Well, because you're disrespecting God's role in your life, the divine order of things and you're disrespecting your your time as a person on this earth ready to give what you need to give so it makes sense like i like i like that idea your trials some some are just non-negotiable you need them it's going to make you who you are <laughs> sorry you're right it's like yeah. you're going to have exams in school like yeah. and you're not going to win every game or whatever analogy you want to use but the point's not to win at the game the point is to become the person (laughs) that you are meant and and that god has designed you to be for this earth and that see that to me like that's why this is what an what an interesting thing to say this is a higher heart intelligence because i think part of me wants to make this very intellectual like well I do not worry then because God has <laughs> his role and this is, I respect God. And, and that's where it is. How many people can not worry because they tell themselves not to? Oh, well, exactly. <laughs> you right? know? Yeah. That's but, fine. But when I think about this, it's very, it's my heart center that's opening. When I really take into consideration a life without worry. A light now, and there's a different. You know, like I'm a strategic thinker, so I'm going to think three steps ahead and try to mitigate but risks. That's not worry. But that's not worry. No, worry is entirely different, and worry is is a. It's almost a slap in the face to God because it's saying, "Right, I don't trust you." Right, and trust is right there with respect. Respect and trust go. I'm sure that's another heart intelligence. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. To. Sure. But it is interesting, to your point, like I don't think we're really respecting God much recently, and that she mentioned, you know, that Eastern cultures do have an element of this yeah. in their society. They, they honor their older generations who have wisdom. And I think, right, as I'm getting older, you really need to go there. <laughs> well, but I also, think, as I'm young, I get it. Like, I don't, I don't know. No, answer. you know, it's funny because it's so true. Like, our culture is not very much a culture of respect in so many ways. Ours and ours is just so, you know, I mean, children don't respect uh, adults. Yeah. You know, the authority. Right now, there's this huge anti-authority movement going on about respecting policemen you know which is you know pretty pretty far out there you know it's just an extension of not respecting any authority but if you even want to go follow it just extrapolate all the way to god you know as the ultimate authority figure 
you know, somewhere along the line, we've lost touch with respecting authority in any, re in any respect, and we want to make ourselves the authority. Uh, well, I think the, the push, my understanding for the police situation comes from a, I haven't felt respected right. by you yeah. at all. Uh -huh. If anything, it's the, yeah. it's the direct opposite. And so how and do so you expect me to respect you if you don't respect me? And, and I know that like we're just using the word respect and almost tossing it around nonchalantly when it's very, I mean, we're talking about injuries, personal, right. psychological. And, and I think there are cases where it's very valid. You know, it's like they have been mistreated right you know so you have this history of mistreatment and yet we're just jumping in there going okay your problem is you don't respect everybody but really the problem is our society has carved out a, a segment of the population they feel like they don't need to respect mm. and really what we need to get back to is that sense that not only does every person need to be respected but our earth needs to be respected right our our bodies need to be respected you know there's a there's a lot of place for respect but it seems like right now we're in the anger phase <laughs> not quite ready for any kind of but yeah I mean you know and then there's that phrase respect has to be earned um, but you know I mean, but there's also was it one of the first ladies back in the day, you know, like you, you, uh, I don't, know, I'm gonna butcher it, but essentially, like nobody can disrespect you unless you let them. Like it, at the end of the yeah, day, right. it becomes yeah. you. You get to really decide who are you and and what do you allow somebody else's definition of you or your life or your actions to take place. And it ultimately, I mean, we are really, we live only in our own right. world. Like, right. I mean, my world is because of me. It's because right. of, you know. Well, and it's crazy for me even to think about, like, you know, like Freaky Friday. If I was to, like, go into your life and your world, even just my, that, that question and thought for a second kind of blows my mind. Like, I don't know. And I know you well, but I don't know your experiences yeah. and your life and your, like, what does it feel like to brush your own hair, <laughs> wear your shoes, you know, all those yeah. things. And, and I will never know that. Right. And, I mean, and you won't even know that about Lily. Right. You know, even though you know her as intimately as you'll ever know a human being. Um, right. Yeah, I think... And, and so I, I think that's, but I think that's the basis of respect is this understanding that you can't know. And I think that's where I fall down is I can't, that's where, where probably I have to suspend judgment. I have to then, I, I don't know what pain has happened in your life that you feel the need to act that way or what joy has happened in your life that you feel you can have that belief. Yeah. But I do know the feeling, which is interesting, of being disrespected mm -hmm. by it, people who are, I'm intimate with and then people who I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. a stranger on the street. And, and that does. I mean, it makes my skin crawl 
and it's interesting. I don't think it really talks and, about and that think, here. Yeah, and I think you know, like if somebody does blatantly disrespect, and as a woman, you, you know, you and I are in a society that does not respect women equally, even though we think we do. Yeah. We really don't quite yet. I think we're getting there. I think we will get there. Um, you know, but. People still assume if you're talking about a doctor, lawyer, chief, that you're talking about a man. You know. Um, Well, and keep talking. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think I think though, I think maybe the more important thing to focus on is what what have I been born to do? What what is my thing? Because we can we can go look at respecting others but until we really fully respect ourselves we're really just reflecting out what we're doing to ourselves to others so if i don't respect myself 100 percent, then i i'm not sure i'm capable of respecting others 100 percent either i haven't conquered that respect you know so then the question becomes well how am i going to express self-respect and how am I going to really you know part of self-respect would be to really try to understand who I am Mm -hmm. and what are my you know God-given abilities and talents and purposes you know well imagine a world where that was our main goal of education oh wow wouldn't that be something right Wow. Where, where the entire society was dedicated and directed towards you discovering through your passion and your joy and what makes you truly come alive what that is. And then, and then keeping developing those tools to keep sharing it with the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, I just that's like that utopia. one shift yeah. would be so fascinating. But that's it as you as a parent. That's your ability to do for your children, right? You know, to take that approach. But I do, I do see, you know, that no man's an island, and that yeah. while I might hold that belief, it's that's a bit of a <laughs> yeah. You do live in a society upstream thought sometimes. Yeah. It's going to say no, you didn't. You don't understand calculus, so you know, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Get the respect of. Well, you know, there are some individuals in the world, though, that you just love them because they are such groundbreakers, and they just are so true to themselves, regardless. And honestly, Elizabeth, I've always thought of you as a person who is true to yourself with great courage and, you know, great individuality. And I might note for the record that you are sitting in a chair opposite me with... An Indian headdress actually on you <laughs> because today you felt like wearing one, and I think that's pretty much you. <laughs> you. The little it Indian, just felt right? The, the inner Indian princess is being expressed today. <laughs> so, yes, I know. Um, well, but you know, and that's a fun. It's a fun thing just to. Not give a f, <laughs> yeah, right? And do what you want to do. I mean, with the respect, with the respects of not harming other life forms, right? Exactly. And yeah, and just having fun. Exactly. You have that freedom, and like anything is possible, right? And 
And also, I think we need in anything is possible to even find ourselves because yes. there's so much trial and error, you know, to just, I'm going to try this. Well, it's like, you know, I always thought I when I got older, I was going to be a wonderful painter. I was mm. going to spend my time painting. And then I tried it and I realized I don't really know how to do it. <laughs> and I'm not very good at all my illusions. That's okay. But, I mean, at least I tried and I guess I could take some lessons and I could... You know, I could work at it. I could try to be better. So, but is know. the point? For, but I don't know if the point for your artistic painting endeavors is to be the best painter, or is it for you to paint and you to have the experience of creating something and yeah. putting brush into paint onto canvas? Like that's those are fun feelings. Yeah. And have an hour where, you, you know, I was thinking about it like. You just separated from your own reality because you're so focused on trying to do something that's not easy. Well, <laughs> I think I think what I really yearn for is to, to get in touch with the creativity in me and have a have an outlet to express it, you know, in the world. And you know, a painting is kind of like is doing that, and it's personally, I think it's fun. In, but then I have this judgment, like, well, that doesn't look good, you know, or well, that, well, that's not what you wanted it so to look are, like. So here we go. Yeah. Are you disrespecting yourself by even before you've painted, <laughs> judging the painting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, well, I, I kind of am. I'm putting, a, I'm putting a block right there in front of me, which, you know. Right. Um, yeah, right. so I, I guess I am. Yeah. Mimi should paint, right? Apple. Would you like to paint with Mimi, Lily? Apple. You want to eat an apple, Lily? An apple is so good. Oh, it's so yummy. I mean, may the record show, she eats this apple like a mouse, too. I know, <laughs> like right? Little tiny bite. It's hard. It is hard um, to break through that skin. But I think that's also why we love children. Because they, they paint with abandon. And they, they're they not like... They're, they're like, look at what I did. Good job. Yeah, you know, they, not, and they're totally not, fine with. And that's, I think yeah. I need to. That's what I need to just, I because I think that you know, all those years of self-critical, mm-hmm. you know, instinct and, and reflexes, you got to get through that again. Right. Exactly. And maybe, you know, it's interesting because painting is a really easy tool to use to teach us then maybe that like maybe that's the vehicle for you to to see how what what other things are you kind of dismissing even before you do it right because one thing leads to another and the one thing i've learned in life is just do the the thing in front of you yes. because that always leads to the next thing yes and you you don't know what the next thing is but you do know what this thing is you know just right. do it here do what's here and that's one of my favorite lines about this book is do the work in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Right? And like, yeah. just just take, you know, put the one brick in at a time. Like, that's how houses are built. That's how life is built. Yeah. And, and so really, I think, you know, in terms of just address, readdressing all the chaos that's going on with the, the, um, mm-hmm. the society right now in terms of... There's just a lot of destruction, a lot of burning, a lot of anger, a lot of just a lot of a lot of hate. I think being expressed. You know, I had a thought this afternoon. What's that? 
because, yeah, it's been a heavy week. I don't think it helps that it was 9-11 this week, too. Mm-hmm. And there's just this co- collective heartbreak of just all of it, right? I don't know. For me, it was just a pinnacle week of just it being hard. Mm-hmm. And I really hadn't felt too much. Like, I've had moments, but this was, this was like something I needed to shake. And the thought that occurred to me, which I know must have been divinely inspired, was Elizabeth. Receive. You got your passy. Receive the prayers and the blessing and the love that others are praying and sending to you. And it's so rare, like, I'm always thinking about who I'm sending it to, but I would, there's very rarely a moment of me stopping and saying, you know what, there's even monks on the top of the Himalayas <laughs> praying for the world. You, every day, praying, blessing, sending the love. When, when are we going to pause and allow that into our lives and, and crack that window to our hearts? To allow that, to allow that in, mm-hmm. so that when it is a hard week or a hard moment or whatever it is, yeah. I do Um, and even just the steady stream I of love from God. Thank you, honey. Here, honey. I'm trying to get your little thing off for you. Why? Because I thought you wanted to get off. Oh, you stuck, Lily. Stuck. <laughs> we're stuck. We're trying we're to get. Stuck. We're trying to get Lily sleep back <laughs> off because she just woke up from a nap. And we're oh, s- actually, I know. Oh, are we doing it wrong? I think we're. Six. Oh, we did it wrong. There must we be go. a metaphor in there. We were trying to get it off. <laughs> Respect the zipper. <laughs> I have I wake up. Yeah, you woke up. I gotta get get go. Aww. Well, I wonder what anybody else thinks, you know, just what... And again, how would I teach Lily respect? I would tell her what feels good to you. What well, feels good just, to you? You know, in the Bible it says, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated yourself. You know, love your neighbor. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. And you know what I'm learning too, though? Yeah. Is when I judge my neighbor, that's really what I've been judging in myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that my answers, kind of to this point, my answers, my resources are revealed in that when I reverse it. And I think, and I say, no, I'm the one who's, you know, I just, and I think it was, maybe it's a Buddhist thought or something where... It really just is about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it really is just about you. And it's almost like we have, we, we're looking out at the world, but we really are looking out from our eyes. Yeah. And it's, my eyes are different from everybody else's. And really what we need to be doing is taking care of our own lives. But not in a selfish way, you know, like... I'm the only one that matters. Yeah. Kind of in a, kind of in a recognize of like, again, with respect for everything and everyone around us. Because if you have an open heart, if your heart is pure, 
your heart is going to want to respect because you can't love others without respecting them. You know, I think respect is actually an expression of love. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that I'm respecting you is express expression of that. I value you and I recognize that you are God's child too. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you that acknowledgement. It's, it's almost like acknowledging I your value. It. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope. Like, I think about Lily. I'm I'd want her to learn to respect herself and to respect God. And I know that then that would trickle down to everything else. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I remember as a child, um, like when you went to church, you put on your good clothes mm. as a sign of respect. Mm -hmm. And like today, we go to clothes, we go to church in blue jeans and all this, because it's no, you know, it's kind of more fun and more comfortable and all this. And it, it's not to say we're not respecting God. It's just I think, you know, as a society, we've evolved into, you know, showing respect in different ways. And um, more. and maybe have just oh oh Lily, do you have chocolate? Mommy, Whoa. we're trying to silence her. <laughs> Mommy gave you chocolate. Yeah. Oh, you like I want it. You like your chocolate? Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, I don't know. We may not want to this ever is, post this. One. This is a pretty <laughs> getting crazy. Just, just but, crazy one. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what are we gonna? How are we going to show respect for, for God? That pen? Yeah, that's my pen. Here, you want to use it right here? Here, you can use it if you want. Why? <gasps> well, it sounds like, too, maybe that we start with respecting by not worrying. <laughs> or not having self-pity. Like, that's not respecting oh, yourself. pity there's, there's one that really... Because self-pity is probably one of the most destructive emotions you can have right it just puts you stuck where you are right you and it out. actually brings other people down because they can't help you because you're not available it's just it's just yeah. this <clears throat> yeah pity is, it's like quicksand yeah you know just you just sink and get stuck um, yeah and it's also i mean we've all experienced it but when i remember i remember as a child my mother would say to me if I ever started to have like some kind of self pity. Yeah, she would, Oh no, not more chocolate. She would say to me, Dawn, get out of it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get over it. Right. I mean, I got no sympathy whatsoever. You know, I just, but it was it's helpful. not rewarded. No, and it was helpful that she would call me out on it and yeah. go, because I don't know if I recognized it all, you know. Until she called me out, right. and I'm like, "You're right. I'm I'm totally wallowing in you know poor me here over this whatever right. this is." Um, and then, and that's freeing, you know. It's like, all right, it's freeing when you get out of self pity. It's suddenly you're not a victim anymore. Suddenly yes. you're not, you know, in this hopeless. Which comes back to this idea that you are here. For one particular reason, that only you and can bring this thing to this. What earth. I need to do that 
is given to me. And yeah, I have exactly. I'm thinking, Woe I'm actually thinking I need to be doing something over there. I have no equipment to do. Exactly. But I'm ignoring the fact that I'm here with my equipment right here. Right. And maybe I'm just not willing to do what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> you know, and I want to jump a step and go do something over there. But Or you're not you know. recognizing that that trial over here was preparing you to understand. Like it's interesting in my coaching recently, I was being coached and I came and I was just, I was having a really hard time doing something. And the coach was like, this is, this is your moment. Cause you're going through what you're going to need to lead others through, through their process of transformation. And so take notes. It doesn't mean don't, don't ignore it. Go deeper. Uh, understand on a visceral cellular level what is going on so that then when somebody and we're actually experiencing this right now with a client, they're having such a hard time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was me. I was me. I, I had that I like almost almost verbatim. I remember how hard that was. I remember I couldn't see clearly. I remember just praying, that, you know, yeah. to get to the place where it felt lighter and got clearer. And, and I'm sure it comes. But you got to and how I was treating my coaches, right, at that time. I was thrashing out for sure. And it's just interesting. So and, there's yeah. that value that you have to take. Like, can you take every experience and make it part of uh, your tool to, for that toolbox? Well, yeah, I mean, to recognize that every obstacle really does become, uh, you know, it does right. become a strength in your, in your toolbox. That, you know, everything we go through eventually, you know, becomes something we, it becomes, it becomes, it makes us stronger. It makes us, you know, have a greater ability to, to handle right. other things. And, and as they say, you know, until you really overcome it, it just keeps being there. I know. So you're going to keep facing the you're same gonna thing keep until you get the lesser. And <laughs> yeah, whatever you think it is that never leaves your life, well, Try doing it. Try handling it in a different way, and and maybe run towards it. Right? Maybe Embrace it. Exactly. Things you've Embrace been running it. away from, and you just have to then sit with it. That's what this past weekend's been for me. It's just like okay, and I think that's actually kind of bringing it full circle. I what COVID I think as a general thing, it's saying. I was listening to a great sermon today, and it was like, well, Mother Earth did it. She put us all in time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like, can we come out yet? Yeah. Uh, did we learn what we needed to learn? Did we did we see where we were disrespecting the earth or each other or our own schedules or our bodies? Did uh-huh. like, and I think for me, you know, when we were a kid and it's time out and you're like, oh, whatever. And then it's that last ten minutes or thirty minutes that really just was the nail in the coffin when it was just just drove drove it home, like. That's where I am with this situation now. And I had to sit this weekend and go, okay. And clearly I've not really stopped. Maybe I've been in my, you know, seclusion. But have I really stopped? Have I given myself the mental, emotional, physical space to mourn what was or accept things about life and myself and what, what are you going through? What's wrong? I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't fully know other, other than I think, I think there's just like a shedding of uh-huh. unnecessary things. 
unnecessary thoughts, unnecessary focuses, unnecessary anything. It's just clarity around, and kind of lovely to this, like this is why I'm here. So I don't need all these other things over yeah. here. Yeah. I have the tools. Yeah. I, like, I have exactly what I need to do this. And it doesn't mean that I'm not actually asking for some more or support or, you know, these other elements of it. But that's, that, that only became clear because I got so clear on, here's where you are. This is what you are. And, and I, I just, you know, have to say, you do so many different jobs. And you do them all thoroughly and very well. And I don't know how you manage, but maybe what, what you're realizing is some of them don't apply anymore that yeah. you used to think were your job, you know, was your job. That you were, okay, now I really want to develop that part of me, maybe... That part is already developed. You don't even realize it. You know, maybe you go move on to something else. Like, there's no judgment on what happened in the past or why I took certain windy roads. (laughs) I enjoyed the journey, like, so much. And I still am. Yeah. But now it's just nice. It's like, okay. And and what I'm I'm feeling now, too, is like, well, then, great. Let's take a jet there. (laughs) Like, I don't need to take the ocean liner. (laughs) Let's just get there so that then I know where the next place is. Like... Not so that I need to rush, but it's just because of the clarity, you know, like, yeah. I think we're all pretty tired, too, with this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Oh, they come. Oh, maybe except this one. Yeah. You like more time with us? Yeah. 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 I think, I think Lily has really had a good, (laughs) yeah, she's had a lot of attention. Well, thanks for the time, Mom. Yeah. Oh. This was great, honey. Thanks for opening the book. I'm not sure this spot. is something we necessarily want to post because it seems <laughs> you know, very disjointed. And I don't know disjointed if anybody's children. Really and want to listen to this? All of the things. <laughs> well, because I'm really doing it for me. <laughs> but we do love anybody that ever chooses to listen to this long meandering thing. We have an audience. Lily, can you say bye bye? Say it loudly. Say bye bye. Can you say I love you? No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. I love you. Thanks for. Here we go. Thanks for giving time with me. Yeah, this is great. Mm hmm.